All right, before we do anything, we have to shout out some new patrons, okay? So I need you, not the audience, not but not not the audience, but you specifically, the players, to just get unreasonably excited. Like if you were waiting at a bus stop, people would probably call the police on you. All right, all right. <laughs> a specific um, reference. I don't know. <laughs> Shut up, Matt! Stop with the excuses! <laughs> it's, but... Being naked. Get on my level, really... dude. <laughs> Being naked and excited. Yeah, isn't really conveyable. Oh, in an audio medium, audio that is medium. true. His oh, normal, okay. le- his normal way of showing my his immediate extreme move excitement. is to take pants off. I saw a man at a bus stop. Now that I've done that, <laughs> you once saw no, a man no, no, at no. a bus stop. That, actually, I'm going to leave it where I where I left it. I basically my story was I I once saw a man at a bus stop. Now oh, you guys, full stop. Oh, bus right. stop. Yeah. Now you guys need to. Uh, now I need to know. Oh, we're we're going full bus stop. Actually, no, but he was. Right. He was we're ready. Rush we're hyped. Of, oh, I'm going to interject very quickly because this is how excited I'm going to be. It was rush hour, right by the university. And there was a man standing at a bus stop with his pants down around his ankles, including his underwear, peeing out into the street towards the the rush hour cars, not the other way around. And uh, oh, sometimes that's, that's just what you see. See, and people thought the fountain called the man who can't pee was provocative. Jesus. Let's go! (laughs) All right, so first off, we have a new... um, We have a new thrall. We have a new thrall by the name of... Solara Evergreen, which I'm assuming is probably their character name, but it's not. It's, it's item. If it's not, then it's so wonderful to have a patron from the British nobility join us. <laughs> and if that is your character, mm, thank it, you for allowing your character to be my thrall. Mm-hmm. Indubitably, yes. quite. Mm, yes. Make yes. us tea, Earl Grey. Yes. Oh, oh, oh! Thank you, Solara. Welcome, welcome to our weirdness. And we have a new <laughs> nemesis. Uh, who signed up, and uh, I just got an email one day that said, Beefcake is your new patron. And I was like, yes! <laughs> I just am imagining someone who's just totally... Ch- I think their their name is Alex, but I think we'll have to just go with Beefcake, because that's how it you shows No, they are forever Beefcake, but that yeah. goes well with the story that uh, Kevin just told. <laughs> no, this is actually better, because who else would be the nemesis of a vegan other than Beefcake? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you're not right. true. true. Funny story. story writes itself. Funny story. When I was in high school, I was doing some volunteering with Amnesty International, doing like some petition signing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was there was somebody at the school who went by the nickname uh, Beef, not Beefcake, but Beef. It's pretty close. And I was uh, I was going around collecting signatures for this cause, and they just signed the petition as Beef. And I was like, I don't know. How seriously they'll take that? The, the 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 folks over in I don't know wherever it was that we were appealing for some you know a, a human rights issue. Like maybe they'll take it more seriously if there's just know that hey, there's some Canadians that just have one name and they name it after red meat, and uh, who knows? That just made me also think of the fact that there's a strip club in London. Is it London area? Yeah, I think London area or Windsor area. Don't act like that you is... don't know precisely where it is, Sarah. I'm giving vague descriptions for for re- She's personal vague descriptions because she doesn't want uh, to be too just... busy. 
Yeah. I mean, like, why are you, hit, why are you shouting out my spot? Uh, it's called the Beef Baron. And it's a strip club. <laughs> and then from just the highway, all the sign is, is in, like, probably 20-foot letters, all caps. It just says BEEF. So... The Beef Baron is the American aristocracy that uh, is going up against uh, Solera, yep. our other patron. Makes sense. British nobility, American aristocracy. Hey, do you guys wanted to go into business with me and we can open a strip mall, but each part of the mall is a different strip club appealing to a different type of uh, taste? Kink? A, s- a strip strip club? Strip mall. Oh, no, but we call it a strip mall, M-A-U-L, because you're oh. getting hit over the head by strip clubs. This is, Kevin, this is better than your idea of the Nirvana food truck smells like poutine spirit. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's only one location, right? Wait, now, I'm, now I'm thinking bigger. But I guess with a yeah. food truck, it could be any location. It could be any location. It's true. <laughs> Anyways, let's start. location. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, patrons. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for signing up, both of you. En- enjoy all, all of the various perks and the inner peace that being a patron of Knights and Nerds provides you. So, anyways, let's get started with this episode. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We are picking up right where we left off, as we have always done and never not done. You are landing in the Twilight Scape, as far in as Snapdragon and Snapdragon's pilot, Seraphin, is willing to take you. You had a few moments of introspection last time we gathered, and um, you are presumably ready to venture forth so uh we are going to just kind of get right into it unless anybody has any questions about what happened last time oh yeah and you also had a like a a whole lot of magic items that you were divvying out so everyone's i think as you say now fully loaded yeah i think that's Mm -hmm. putting it minimally locked and loaded snapdragon this floating airship slash creature kind of gets as close to the ground as it can without fully just kind of you know setting down it likes to hover and everyone just kind of hops off you know like uh you know like marines jumping into action or something like that i don't know (laughs) we all three-point land obviously yep Mm -hmm. disembark superhero landing all that of the ground cracks a little bit because i'm so strong now Mm. Yeah, what is your strength? 23. 23, oh my god. It's a plus six modifier. That's I mean, so gross. Can open the pickle jar with minimal grunting. The airship, creature, snapdragon, you know, lifts all, sort of pull, pulls up silently into the air and turns around and flies away the direction that you came in. And it's not long before all you hear is the wind and your own breathing. 
Now, to describe this landscape, it's it's not scary. You find it more like unnerving. It's like a a thinly forested area um, with a lot of open expanse of sort of more arid and rocky ground. You can see before you, uh, there is kind of this wind that blows from a direction that you can't quite tell. The weird thing is that there, like, there's this ever-present sunset. The sky is in this constant state of twilight. It's dusk, seemingly all the time, giving a sense of colorlessness to the landscape. Somewhat bleak, but still, it has a weird, surreal beauty. The landscape itself, the features are exaggerated in ways that are distinct from the rest of the Feywild. The trees grow in unusual ways, the branches and and the limbs bending in ways that they normally don't. Perhaps from this unusual wind or perhaps from something else. And at this point, it's kind of up to you as to how you want to figure out which direction that you have to go. Chai already did a ritual in the last session, and which which told her with some degree of certainty that uh, Basil was alive at the time that the ritual was cast. It was a divination of some kind, right? Yes. Yeah. You're in this strange land, a state of constant sunset, uh, constant partial darkness. Where would you like to go? Was my spell recently enough? I don't know how much time has passed in that last bit of that journey that I'd be able to know, like, still roughly, because it, it led me, it, or it pointed in a certain direction. Would I be able to still know where that direction was? Um, yeah, give me... I mean, because this is such a strange environment, um, just to determine the accuracy, uh, I'd like a... I'll let you do either Arcana, Nature, or Survival. So you're very confident as to the general direction, but this this role will, even if you do poorly, like you'll still kind of know roughly where you're going, but if you do very well, then it'll be much more accurate. You, when you say, if I were to do poorly, what would, <laughs> how poor is poor? Uh, well, how did you do? I, I rolled a natural one, but I have a mm-hmm. plus six. Starting great, guys. This check is not great, and it's going to lead to a bit of wondering, unsurprisingly. So I'm not filling up any clocks on on the, the Grey Eladrin, what they're doing. But I'm going to start a clock of delays. And if this delay clock fills up, then it will fill up another segment on, on the other clock. So it is astonishing how bad I am at drawing a circle with two lines <laughs> through it. It's astonishing how hard it is to draw a nice circle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you are walking, the passage of time seems to cease altogether. And you are traversing this landscape, but you get this innate feeling that you're not really going anywhere. And at a certain point, you start to hear, like, whispers on an ever strengthening wind and you find yourselves kind of at the start of of a boggy area 
and there's a low-hanging mist over it. Uh, I'm assuming we need to figure out, or our perception of the situation is we have to get across this bog, or like, is there a visible way to walk around it? It's pretty expansive, but I will tell you what happens next, and you can then decide what to do. Um, oh, good. There are a few figures that sort of stand up in the mist, and Ooh. they are cloaked with hoods. It's very difficult to make out their their visage, uh, but one of them, with a staff, sort of walks to the fore and beckons beckons for you to come forward. I'm gonna just poke uh, Thad and be like, can you do that thing with the bad people and the good people? Uh, I think I'm, she means murder. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I'm 90% sure it's gonna pop off. Because it's either gonna be Faye or it's gonna be not Faye. <laughs> you can know Fiend, right? Yeah. Um, and undead, and like you can you can know which one it is, right? Yeah, I I give the uh, harmonica a little quick polish, and then uh, just kind of like try to catch that dusk light and try and like pass it over them. As that's how I'm going to do divine sense. <laughs> just kind of get a little bit <laughs> of blind light. them like a little yeah, laser cat. Just get, a little, just get like... a little light in their eyes, like when your uh, passenger in your car has the their phone, phone and... and the sunlight hits the red angle, it just goes right near yeah. right now. You're like, oh god. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I like that. I like that as a as a narrative tool. Um, yeah, so you use Divine Sense, and you get pings on Undead. So uh, Thaddeus sees as the light kind of goes over them, It he's expecting a color, a color of the rainbow, and it just goes to, like, black light, like a void of light. He's like, oh, that ain't good. Uh, these are undead. <laughs> oh, goody. Are they, like, they're gesturing for us to approach? Yeah, and one of them even calls out... Oh, what does they say? We wish to parlay with the warlock. Oh, I do not like... Really? Why? Well, how, as how as I sorry, become as so as predictable? As soon as you said parlay... And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, they want me. <laughs> not, I... like from, you know, not from a mile away, but from like a, a couple feet away. I saw that coming. <laughs> uh, I think I'll go to Gutterware and like, how do you feel about this? I don't, I don't know much about this place. Yeah, I think what I want to do is maybe see if we have any other ways, um, you know, just in case things go remarkably sideways um is, is essentially like the only way we have to get through this boggy area is is through is there any other are there any other uh what's the word point points of egress so i will say i'll tell you like you would know like you can you can try to get around um which will cause you a second delay or you could talk with them to see what they want and then decide I guess there's no harm in a chat. Um, as uh, you say that, Thaddeus looks back, looks forward, and uh, he calls out to them. He's like, don't you want me? <laughs> okay. 
And then he, you hear uh, he, he backs away to let Gutterberg go forward, and then uh, he starts playing his harmonica. And um, don't you want me by don't you want me, baby, by the Human League is uh, what he plays on the harmonica. And uh, I'm going to give Bardic Inspiration to Gutterberg. Ooh. Oh, so wow. if you have a ability check coming up that you want to bolster within the next ten minutes, uh, actually ability check saving throw or attack that you wish to bolster in some capacity, you can roll, I believe it's a d4, because I'm a very low, oh, a d6. So you can bolster your roll by rolling a d6 and adding it to whatever your total is. Awesome. I appreciate that. Okay. Now, so maybe I'll take, um, I'm not just going to go walk up, like, hey, fellas, um, I'd like to... Um, you know, take a few steps forward and maybe say, I'm the, like, I'm the one you're looking for. What can I, what can I, not what can I do for you? Cause that's asking for trouble. Um, what do you wish to say? I will follow behind Gutterbird, but like a couple of feedback. So like giving him some space, but I'm like, ma- I am max 10 feet back. I'm like five or 10 away from him at all times. I'll be 10 feet behind. Okay. Like a, a flanked retinue, perhaps? Yeah, like I'm probably at an angle where I can see all of them and Gutterbird, so like on an angle back from him. Yeah. The, fly, the flying V. These three cloaked figures, they kind of like are mirroring your your formation. It's, it's a little creepy. And as you get close, you do see that they are mostly skeletal. And the lead one says, Brother, you seek... The Shadow Queen, you're here on an errand from our master, I can tell. I do not like that. I do not like that. He says, we, we know the way through the bog. Follow and we take you to her. We will fight at your side and fulfill the master's request. Uh, I might lean to Gutterbird as like, and kind of like whispers like, is there a different goal that the your master has right now what request are they asking about i have died i still know but what i would like to do well i mean that's that's a lie right <laughs> yeah i, mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether i don't think chai would insight check it though like mm. she's no reason not to believe unless he oh, like true well, I don't know. Make a deception. Like, is it convincing? Like, is it like, is he like sweating from his eyeballs right now? Like, would I have reason to not trust his answer? If you want, you can try to insight something that these skeletons are saying. Yeah. But you don't have a reason do to distrust Gutterbird. Yeah. I would say I'd probably question them. I would be way less inclined to question GB. So an insight check, you said? Sure. Yeah. Uh, 22. So what is it that you're trying to glean from what they've said? I guess if I'm just inside, it's not like I'd be like, tell me what this request is. I think what I'm more so thinking is like, are they being truthful in the way of like, we can get you through the bog safely? Like, I don't trust the whole request thing. So, but I'm like, I can't really get that. But am I getting a sense that they'd actually be able to lead us where we want to go? Oh, yeah. You believe that. Okay. Like I was gonna say, I'd like to do maybe um, perception check as well to see if they're 
you know, I don't know if there's any way to tell when they're saying we can get you through the bog if they're referring to the group or if they're referring to me specifically. Very good question. They wouldn't be evasive with that. They they would allow your companions to come along. Okay, then. Um, in that case, uh, I think maybe we should see what they see what they can offer us in terms of getting us through the uh, getting us through the bog yeah and you said actually at this point I'll, I'll let everybody make a a perception check or an insight check on them again I will be inciting woo uh, nat 20 and both of them would be a 27 hmm Oh, 28. Oh. Ooh. Sorry. I forgot I have that Lux down that gives me a plus one. I was going to be cool and say, well, I'm just a seven, but she got 28, so I'm I'm a seven. <laughs> and I got a 14. Chai's very perceptive about um, their appearance. Uh, these three skeletal figures look like Perhaps former warlocks. I'll, I'll basically, I guess I'll just go to Gutterbird and be like, and I'll, in essence, like lean and be like, do you think that there's the chance that if we follow them, you'll end up like them? They look a little uh, similar. Yeah, is there a way to know, to maybe find out if it's the, the environment or something that's around that is causing them to to kind of look or like keep them in the state they're in or if they're it's a result of something else entirely I don't think that you'd know that but you can certainly talk to them okay yeah maybe I just ask where they you know where they came from and and how long have they been in the bog or have, have they been waiting for us or are they are they kind of just deputized because they're they're bog people so they'll they'll t- tell you sort of a little bit of what you want to know as you go, like, as you walk with them? Is that acceptable? Sure. I do have a ripcord I can pull if we need to get out of the bog pretty quickly. So I, I would... I would. I don't even... I think there's nothing to worry about. This is gonna be fine. <laughs> Bogs and skeletons? It's gonna be great. All that peat. Alright, I guess we go... What's kind of like? What's the formation as we're we're walking through? Do they do they request that anybody like, you know, do each of us have an escort, or is it they're just the three kind of slightly ahead of us but keeping their distance? Or what's the how does that look? Hmm. They're gonna want to have. They'll have like two in the front, and one bringing up the rear guard. Is how they would like to do it, and single file because of the narrow path through the bog. I will put myself in the middle of the three of us. Okay, so the question was, what? How did how did they get here? Or were they put here? Or were they did they have they always been here? The two in the front kind of look at each other, and one says to the other, "They know not the nature of this place." And the one with the quarterstaff, kind of in the lead, says, "We were sent by the fiend." to perform a task that we have failed and the nature of this place keeps the bad things here 
What was Thaddeus that? pulls out his sword. <laughs> yeah, what what in a casual way. <laughs> what what tell was that task? He turns back. Uh they stop marching for a moment and like the lead skeleton looks over his shoulder and says to defeat the Shadow Queen, and then just keeps walking. And so we can take from that that they failed that task, and is it the Shadow Queen that turned them into what they are? Or was that their punishment for a failed task? Perhaps it's the punishment of the gods, but this place is like a vortex. It traps evil things. It wasn't... It wasn't our fiendish master who condemned us to live this way it is simply this place and we hope that if we can help you defeat the shadow queen then maybe we can be free of it so they've got a bit of a reason to to help us yeah i see no downside <laughs> so what can Bye. they what can they tell us <laughs> I about so they're taking us to the shadow queen mm-hmm that they had they themselves once tried to defeat yes that is right and what can they tell us on the way to our uh, pending demise? Um, what can they tell us about the Shadow Queen? What are what are their, what are her, her strengths or you know some of her weaknesses? What kind of what can we learn about her? He, when you say weaknesses, all three of them like kind of like grunt. Weaknesses. Good one. I also just want to. Claire, we've made an assumption, like is there anyone presently with the Shadow Queen that isn't normally around? It says we do not know, we don't go near the Shadow Queen. Because I was like, I'm just going to like lean over to you guys, like, because we're just assuming that this thing from the other realm is with her. We don't know if that's true. But I think Basil might be with the Queen as based on logic, so I'm not opposed to going there, but we do need to factor that in. That this creature, that this beholder from the other realm, might not actually be where the queen is at. Might not be there, but we can at least ask. Uh, Miss Queen, do you mind uh, helping us find our friend? I find people are exceptionally persuasive, or per- exceptionally persuaded, to be helpful when they don't have a lot left going for them. <laughs> And the greatsword is once again just open out of the sheath and on the shoulder. So I'd like to maybe ask them, this trio of bone daddies, maybe what they're, um, what they think that, what they know about us or what they've heard about us or what they think makes us the candidates to go and attempt this again. The lead one says... The three of us each were sent here on our own. We failed as individuals. We knew it would only be a matter of time before that fiend sent another one of the sworn. Did your fiend master express why he wanted the Shadow Queen dispatched? Hmm, okay. The lead one again pauses, looks at Gutterbird, looks at Chai, and then just keeps walking. I feel like there's a I feel like there's alarm bells at this moment. Like <laughs> over, over over his shoulder, Thaddeus says to her, "Just is like, 
Now, I wouldn't take it personally. It's probably nothing to do with the fact that you're an Eladrin. It's mostly to do with the fact that you're a woman, I think. I was going to say, is this a girl guy guy thing? Or is this like, I'm not cool and undead enough? Like, I can't tell. I I think it might be a uh, keeping it within the pact kind of thing. Yo, GP, you want to investigate that? Maybe they'll talk to you. But I'm, I, I don't, ever since day one, I've had this feeling that your, your fiend guy has alternate alternatives that aren't maybe in line exactly with what we're trying to accomplish. Some alternate alternatives and some alternative alternates. Exactly. I mean, he's also probably got way grander designs than just a beholder. Yes, that would be my guess. One problem at a time in my mind. I feel like even though deception is a major part of my <laughs> my character sheet, I feel like enough has been said that there really should be a lot of suspicion <laughs> on me and I feel like maybe my first attempt at saying, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do or, you know, kind of thing. I feel like that combined with this interaction makes me like I I feel like I'm at a at a crossroads of either fully committing to this to the bit or letting kind of my team know about what's sort of transpiring behind the scenes and so I feel like I want to say I want to come clean at this stage. And I want to say I've been sort of I've been sent here to collect this this piece. And I also want to say this kind of more just to to our members, uh, our party members rather than just shouting it out into the bogs. Um but saying, you know, it has been I've been charged with grabbing this and I still don't know what I'm going to I still don't know what I'm going to do when and if I get it. But I feel like I'd like to try and, you know, not just hand it over, but really try and use this for leverage that benefits us as a group. I think tries to look a little dumbfounded. So, so you're, you're, you're telling me there's like an extra evil God's eye that your guy really desperately wants more than anything in the world? Yes. We don't know that it's evil. It's just a source of power. I mean, like, yeah? (sighs) Nothing about a solid black obsidian god's eye in the shadow realms of things, like, other than Twilight's Gate, it seems to promote happiness. But yeah, sure, let's operate on there. It's not pure evil. Uh, Thaddeus, aside from the delightful banter with Chai, does not say anything after that. He is dead silent. I feel like, yeah, this is one of those, the real, you know, the real treasure of the friendships we made along the way moment where I kind of made that pact earlier and we've been through so much as a, as a gang that I want to, I feel like honesty is the best policy and I, I feel like I want Preserve to... Preserve the gang? <laughs> Pardon me? Preserve the gang? Preserve the gang. And, uh, but also, um, you know, let you in on it and uh, maybe we can kind of formulate some sort of some sort of plan together 
because I don't know what this what the fiend is looking to do with it. And therefore, I think I would try to be resistant given the opportunity. I think I'll just kind of like I'll take a a pause and I'll look at Gutterbird and be like, "Thank you for telling us." I think that was the right move. I understand that this is a lot. Did you, before I continue saying stuff, did you relay what he promised you? Or did you just say, or would you have just said that he wants this, that he came to you asking for it? Or would, would, did you relay like what he, his counter was? Hey, Tim, can we have a quick sidebar? <laughs> I, I think it was ju- I was just kind of charged with if I recall correctly, just charged with grabbing it, and then we'd figure it out from there. Um, sort of just as a as a um, as a task to my patron, rather than a, a kind of barter. If I if I could recall correctly, I mean his his promise to you was to release you from your service. Oh shit, that's huge. Okay, now I remember. <laughs> um, so yeah, but that is um, you know this this kind of. Um, the service that I'm in, I feel like I would weigh in that moment. I would weigh the, 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 the idea of a greater good versus what, you know, my own freedom. So I think without knowing what he plans to do with it, I'm still very much on the fence. Okay. So you continue to walk, perhaps contemplating these things that have been said. And after a time you near the edge of the bog and in front of you are these sort of rocky uh, bluffs. And the skeleton in the lead says, We approach the Barren Canyon. Not much longer now. And the Barren Canyon is kind of as it sounds. It is a long, narrow path, perhaps maybe 40 feet across, of a winding trail through rocky walls on either side that are about 100 feet tall, so very tall. Overhead, you can see that there's four-winged birds that glide through the hazy dusk sky. Can I clock what type of birds those are? I mean, even you now, you're not sure. You've never seen birds quite like this. You think they may be unique to this area. Uh, Thaddeus starts looking for bear tracks, if there's a bear in this canyon. It's the bear in canyon. I accept. <laughs> uh, you I accept would... that it's there, or is this just unbearable for you? Uh... For God's sakes. <laughs> you did this, Tim. You... <laughs> uh, can I, like, study these birds for, like, a quick second? How big are they? Ooh, kind of like, um... I mean, I'd say that they're a fair size, like, uh... Like a heron. A little bit bigger than a heron. Maybe an egret? I don't know. Is an egret bigger than a heron? I, I have no idea. What about an ibis? What about a condor? (laughs) These are birds I know that are similar to (laughs) heron. Is this a future wild shape moment for Chuck? Yeah, if I'm familiar with Mm. it, I could possibly turn into it, right? Mm. So, well, I shouldn't say familiar. I've had to have been able to see it. Sure. Like, okay. Judge its generalness. So, like, if I like could possibly like polymorph or wild shape into it, kind of thing. 
Yeah, so as you get a little bit into the canyon itself, you can sort of see a few perched on on like rocky ledges and stuff, and it gives you a better sense of of their of their physicality and their nature. So we'll say that. The canyon walls too are lined at in certain places with these kind of like old looking vines, like not green and lush, but like old and woody with thorns and some uninviting leaves. But that do scale from almost from the ground level up to the top. Do I get the sense from like where they're taking us or like the layout of the canyon? How close are we to to possibly where the end is? Like, do the creatures know? Can I, I mean, like, I'll ask. I don't know if they'll respond. How far away are we from the lair? You're going to ask our ghoul positioning system where we're at? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll give it up for that one. That was good. <laughs> What's the concept of time to a skeleton stuck in a timeless place? Oh, it's such a Canadian way. You're measuring it in time? Well, how is it in feet? Many. Legion. Is that like over a thousand feet? Like under a thousand feet? Still a distance. You get the sense it's more than that. I don't know. I, I don't know how long range I have down this canyon. Is it windy yeah. and like I don't see the mm. full path kind of thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's you can see maybe like 50 to 70 y- yards ahead of you and, until it like bends and there's yeah, it's just yeah, it's not a straight shot. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Okay. I don't want to burn a fourth level spell if I don't have mm. to. And as you're thinking about the length that you have to travel, you do hear a voice calling from somewhere unseen. Turn back, unclean ones. Is it a familiar voice? It's not. Do I get the sense of where... Can I pinpoint where the voice is coming from? Mm, Perception check? On one of my dice, I rolled a 1 or a 20, so... (laughs) Come on. 11. Twelve. It's too difficult to tell. There's too many rock. Thirteen, if that changes anything. It does not. Uh, Yeah, it just echoes too much for you to pinpoint where it came from. Unclean ones. What do we assume that they're talking about? The undead we are with, or are we the unclean ones? Mm, You're not sure. Kind Kind of rude, no matter what. Right? Judgy a bit, just don't you think? Okay, this this stone is going to be pure evil. I mean, none of the <laughs> god's eye has helped us really well. <laughs> Speak for yourself, wielded by sword. <laughs> that hasn't gone off yet. Still help me kill shit. <laughs> the skeleton from the rear says, like, we do not stop. And they just keep marching. Sorry, Kevin, what were you going to say? I was going to say, can I send Grease Trap straight up to get, like, a lay of the... The uh, lay of like the the root of the canyon. Oh sure, yeah. We'll do that, and that could give us an idea of where we're where we're headed. Do I need to do any checks checks for that? I mean, is that all he's looking for? Is is the direction of the canyon and how f- much further you have to go? If if it's possible to see like an, an endpoint of any kind, like if we're going into something, or you know, if there's any other obstacles along the way, or if there's any uh, I don't know embankments or little setup or you know little groups of shadow guards or, or just anything to that we need to be worried about um okay sure yeah he you can make a perception check through grease trap 
Cool. Ooh. All right. Uh, oh, 18. Um, plus one. So 19. 19. Okay. Is he just going straight up or is he going to fly around a little bit? Yeah. Do a little, do a little survey. Um, about 60 feet down the canyon. Like you could, okay. So I guess first off the canyon itself is long and the, the area above is so rough and jagged that it's very difficult to get like a clear sense of, of the horizon line, like what lies in front of you. What Grease Trap does see is that about 60 feet down the canyon, uh, sort of tucked behind these rocky outcroppings, are a couple of figures. Is he able to tell us anything about the figures, or are they just sort of far enough and far enough away that they're just kind of vague shapes? Well, from where he is, they're pretty vague. It's going to be up to you whether or not you send him closer. I would like to do that, please. Okay. All right. So he gets closer, and being invisible, there's not much that they can do to stop from being surveilled. Uh, and you notice that these are Eladrin, but important distinction they do not look like the gray Eladrin that you have faced before. They're not gray, or they don't look like the ones, we, the specific ones we fought. Yeah, everything kind of seems a little bit bland here, but uh, these are not sort of the same, just absolutely bereft of color kind of Eladrin. Like, very, very different. Hmm. They do have weapons ready, as if they're planning an ambush. And speaking of which... <laughs> we get ambushed? Um, yeah, oops. <laughs> I hate to open a surprise round on a nat 20, but this is going to happen. Maybe they're just going to target the undead guys. It depends who was unclean. Yeah, exactly. A figure who is on top of the bluffs there, who was formerly invisible until they shot a lightning arrow at Gutterbird, suddenly becomes visible, <gasps> and a lightning arrow comes streaking into your midst and hits Gutterbird for 44 points of lightning damage. <gasps> Gross. Yeah, that's 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 bad. And I'm gonna need everybody to roll initiative. Shit. Sorry, are these the same rude dudes that we saw, or is this a, an even earlier ambush? Um. So this. You said we couldn't have seen them, right? Yeah, this shot came from somebody who was invisible. Ugh. Okay, how did everybody do? Uh, I got a 14 on my initiative. I got a 15. Oh. Ability check is initiative. Doesn't an initiative roll count as an ability check? I think it does. So then it would be a 15. Okay. Oh, and I have a so, plus two on initiative as well. So I, mine's a 17. Uh, and because of my minus, my minus one, I get a nine. So weirdly, all of you are acting before everybody else. Um, you do hear somebody shout out. It's another warlock coming to do evil in this land. We must stop them. Uh, so Gutterbird is up first. Hey gang, what can you tell me about um, Retributive Strike? Retributive Strike. <laughs> <laughs> is that the where you, bl- that's, where that's you blow the, up? Yeah, that's the break glass in case of emergency. No, you don't want to do that. Yeah, okay, never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what else does it have? Oh, I got some good. I got some good stuff here. Um, oh yeah, you've got the thing now. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah, we don't. So. 
Okay, this will be a juicy. This will be a little juicy one. Um, but with my staff of power, just based on the the um, damage dealt on that first hit, um, and assuming more is coming our way, I think I would like to use six of my twenty charges to cast Globe of Invulnerability. Okay, alright. You shield yourself off. How big is the globe? It's a ten foot radius. So who all's in it? Who was what was the marching order? I was between the two of you. I was in the middle. So I'm outside of it then. Well I would give I would give um, anyone else the option to be inside or outside. So if Thaddeus or Chai wanted to be well it, with Kevin's permission, being the caster, like, if Thaddeus wants to be inside, uh, you know. Fuck Thaddeus. <laughs> yeah, hop on in. Hop on in, gang. What, so, hold on. Globe of no- Vulnerability, we can't cast or do anything from the inside of it, either. Nothing can come in, nothing can go out. Is that the vibe? You can do stuff to each other inside, but, yeah, you can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why did you say it all creepy like? <laughs> God damn it. And also, one thing that I maybe didn't read <laughs> first. Uh, so it's e- an immobile shimmering barrier. Mm. Yeah. So we are we are now stood. Okay, try Thaddeus in or out? I'm in. I'm out. <laughs> I was I, I was far anyway. I was like it was. A, oh. All right. It doesn't say anything about stuff inside affecting things outside. Mm-hmm. What is it? What What is the wording of it? An immobile, faintly shimmering barrier springs into existence in a ten-foot radius around you and remains for the duration. Concentration up to one minute. Any spell of fifth level or lower cast from outside the barrier can't affect creatures or objects within it, even if the spell is cast using a higher level spell slot. Such a spell can target creatures and objects within the barrier, but the spell has no effect on them. Similarly, the area within the barrier is excluded from the areas affected by such spells. So fireball goes around it. We could be targeting. Uh, yeah, that like says nothing person, about but it doesn't casting say can't from go from within. Yeah, that's very true. So yeah, I think that that would mean you could cast from within it. If anybody is concerned about that. All right. I'm not. Uh, what was the distance from me to this guy? Which guy? The lightning arrow. The lightning dude. Oh, he's at the top of the bluff, so it's like a hundred foot. Whose turn is it now? What's it? It's yours. It's your turn. Yeah, it's yours. Sorry, I was. I thought I wasn't sure whether that was all um, Kev was going to do. Okay, I. So I'm inside. I want that to be clear. I'm inside the globe. Yes. My gut was to stay out, so I'm going to stay out. Um, I'm going to yell. In the most Aladrini Elvish I know. Sylvan. <laughs> well, but like, I'm assuming there's regional dialects of Elvish. We mean you no harm. While a warlock, he is not like the others. We serve a different calling. Hmm. Okay. And it was, sorry, what was the global? I can't cast five, fifth level or up or fifth level and down? Fifth level, uh, fifth level and lower cannot penetrate the globe. Got it, so I can't heal him. I will hold my action. If they are hostile again, it will trigger a polymorph spell. Okay. I mean with your with your message, are you what are you trying to what kind of response are you trying to elicit from them? 
I'm trying to get them to just talk. Like, I'll say, like, I was like, I, because from this distance, I'm assuming, I can't tell whether these are, like, the Queen's Eladrin or whether these are, like, Basil's Eladrin that have been stuck here for a while, right? I'm gathering that it's not super obvious. Like, they're not wearing symbols that depict the, like, the other Grey Eladrin we had had, like, a vestige, right? Like, they had, like, a symbol of something, right? You've seen, like, the silhouette of one person above you and, like, the other, you don't even know the other's ahead because there wasn't enough time for Gutterbird to yeah, so I'm say not, anything. Yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna, I was gonna, that's why I was, like, I was trying to word it so that I'd be vague enough that they don't know whose side we're quite on, but my goal is to talk to them, or at least, like, pause for a second, and then if we determine they're with the queen, then I'll fucking light them up, but if they might be Basil's people, is what I'm thinking. And they're trying to, like, prevent the queen from getting stronger. That's, like, that was Chai's initial gut reaction, so that's why mm. she's doing the, the parlay thing, okay. but she's gonna hold her thing for polymorph, if that's the case. Make a persuasion check. Not my greatest, not my worst. Fourteen. Um, you, there's sort of like a like a pause, and you've been in many fights before, and this kind of pause is, you know, very brief but indicative of someone who's reconsidering. And they say, "If you're not serving an evil overlord, certainly strange company you keep." And we will go to Thaddeus. Thaddeus will shout back uh, to them and goes, Of all the jokes I've heard, there's nothing strange about a paladin, a warlock, and an interloper from the other planes walking into a bar. And uh, I'm going to use uh, Lay on Hands and give 34 hit points to Gutterbird. Thank you. Uh, And then after that, follow it up to finish off uh, speaking by going uh, and I'm actually going to shout loud enough for them to hear but it's going to be directed at Chai go these guys don't seem like those weird ones we fought earlier could these be with your friend Basil or Oregano or whatever his name is Mm. interesting okay alright the initiative order goes to uh, one of these unseen Aladrin and I think they're going to hold their action too, and they're just going to shout out to uh, to you, again, from a mostly unseen hiding spot. You speak the name of one that we know. Are you from the courts? And I'll say before before you can respond, like the um, the skeletons kind of are like looking around at you, and the lead one says, enough with this banter. Just kill them scaly? all. And I'll just yell no, like as loud as I can. Do they stop? Uh, the skeleton, one of the lead one looks at Gutterbird and says, do your friends have no stomach for fighting? He like knocks on your globe and says, you're not doing much good from in there. And we'll go back to Gutterbird. See, those, you know, we, not being undead, sort of cling to our life a little more tenuously. Uh, than smart mouth skeleton people, but um, but I digress. So I think at this stage, um, my um, so my globe of invulnerability lasts for a minute, but I can't do anything from out there. So do we? Maybe I'll turn to. I'll ask Chai. Do we want? Oh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do at this point. Um, we're safely ensconced in our in our globe. But do we decide that I? Um, I guess that I don't want to shoot anything out of it. Um, but I would like to tell our skeleton friends, like, hang on a minute. Let's let's take a minute to figure this out. Like, we can fight, but we're trying to figure out if that's the best thing to do at this moment. Um, whether or not we're able to kind of communicate with these other ruffians coming our way. Um, I think I'll just hold, I want to hold the, uh, the globe until we've got a little more figured out here. But I think I'd like to try and convince um, our undead buddies to, to relax for a moment. I'm not sure if I can do that with persuasion, but I think I, I don't know if they're on, can I, can I do stuff like that to them? Mm, you can try. Yeah, okay. Like you can certainly just... try. I'd like to persuade Jesus. them to chillax. It's going to be very difficult because these uh, these skeletons are going to... They are very committed. Because their freedom relies on it. And they can still have that. So maybe that's what I'd like to focus on. Can they? Um, so, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I have rolled an unnatural 20. Remember, you also have your uh, your business, the Bardic Inspiration. Let's do it! I would really like to bolster that, yes. Thank you, Thaddeus. Um, so it's actually a, tw- uh, a, a filthy 24. Alright, the skeletons kind of exchange glances. You assume they have no eyeballs, so it's kind of tough to tell. These ones are not equal to the task. No. We will have to try another way. And all three of them turn invisible. Oh, great. The, the skeletons? Yeah. Um, it'll go to Chai. <sighs> I... That is a reaction? Jesus. Oh, right. Yeah, it's not their turn. Okay. No, they say they say they say that you have no stomach for the fight. Uh, Chai's turn. The one guy asked if we were from the court, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, fuck, what will she yell? She'll yell back in Elven. We are friends of Basil from the from the court. One of them will shout back, turn away your unholy escort and we may discuss civilly. Sorry about the lightning. May have been a bit rash. The three of them? The, to the three? Uh, I'm gonna cast Entangle on an area that the three guys are on. Like, I don't want to hurt them. I'm just trying to, like, stop them from doing stuff. Like, if they've said that, like... The skeletons? Yeah, the skeletons. Okay. Yeah, the skeletons. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to show them that, like, just fucking calm down. So I'm going to, like, just try and hold them. So I'm going to cast Entangle on where the skeletons are. So there's two There's two that are in the front, and then there's one that's actually behind you. So do you want to oh. get two, or do you want to get one? I'll do the two. One's close to me, though, right? Mm-hmm. Great. Gonna do the two at the front. Okay. What saving throw did they have to make? Strength. Against a 16. Okay, this is a word that I haven't said in a while. Oh, God. Counterspell. What counterspell? Can I see... Did I see them do a gesture? Yeah, the lead one uses counterspell. The one in front of us? Yeah. 
Oh, I don't like that at all. That's some higher level shit than I was expecting. All right. Great. Well, I think I'm a sitting duck. That was my action. <laughs> do I, yeah. Do I bonus action would have been my yelling around or what that? I would think that would have been a free. Action? That would have been a free action. The yelling. Do you have a bonus that you want to do? Yeah, I'm gonna bonus action chider and climb up towards the other one, towards the one at the top. Towards the actual ladder. Towards the actual ladder. <laughs> the pronoun game is strong yeah, sorry. tonight, dear. <laughs> like, what is this? Like we don't know how to interpret this. Is this peaceful? I know. I'm going to, I'm just, well, I'm like, I'm hoping though, the fact that like, I just tried to do, restrain them and do what they said, that I'm just trying to get out of the way. I'm not going to attack. I'm trying to get higher ground is basically it. Like if there's like an outcrop or like a ledge or something that I could get to that's better, then I would try to do that. But I'm going to head generally up in the direction of the one Eladrin. Higher and higher. Exactly. Your spider legs lifting me higher. higher. Hey, hey, who's the bard? Then I've okay. ever webbed before. <laughs> I don't At least know. let me write these things down. <laughs> I don't know if any of this was the right move, but we're doing it anyway. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. I keep forgetting that there's this thing called initiative. Yes, it's time for Thaddeus. <laughs> Thaddeus, time, go. Okay. Uh, I have questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, before I just... I did leave that one space. Or how close was it to me? Close enough. I mean, well, sure. Attack of opportunity, I don't think it's going to be very... I'm just making sure. Damaging, but we'll, we'll see. Hit. Mm, no, I rolled a, it rolled a, away from the 20 onto the 2, so it's going to be a miss. Okay. Dang. Perfect. Great. I just wanted to... I, just wanted I appreciate to, your honesty. I just wanted yep. to be clear about it. Forthright? Yeah. Uh, Dungeon Master Tim. Aye. I have questions about this globe of invulnerability. Mm-hmm. At no point in time during the spell does it say that I am not capable of leaving it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say that you can't move I hang on yeah no I'm just gonna do a quick uh, ask Google can I you have for the past couple, you, of, you, couple of <laughs> turns what did, what did Google say Google doesn't say anything about non-spell based things that um. I've discovered um, the caster can leave the circle as the spell says nothing about them needing to stay inside oh so this, the globe could remain the globe doesn't move the globe it. doesn't move but the people inside of it can move outside of it, I guess. Yeah, but that just means like it will stay up, and then if like if someone wanted to pop out, do a thing, oh. and then jump back in it. Well, shit. Then that means the the friggin' skeletons could just walk inside of it. Yeah, I was like, how does this? It's clear. It, I believe it's, it's literally just, just a magical defense mechanism. Oh, they need that's a little bit of false advertising, I think, if you ask me. Yeah, the okay. invulnerability—that's a little. You're not vulnerable. Two okay. things outside of it. So if that one of the skeletons walked in there and then cast an AOE spell, it wouldn't affect anybody inside of it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. You can't cast from within it. The spells. I I don't I don't think they no, affect things. They don't affect things from within. The, anyways, neither here nor there because it's not going to happen. Thaddeus, oh, what's God. what's Thaddeus going to do? I still have yet to say anything to Gutterbird. I just healed him, shared it at the other guy, mm. and I am walking out of the sphere and going, you, sir, 
you served your purpose, now be gone. And I am going to attack the one that cast Counterspell with my greatsword. Kill! Uh, does a 13 work? A 13, no. God, I hate rolling under five. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Try it again. Oh, that's going to hurt. Uh, how about a natural 20, sir? That will do it, yes. Good. Now, him being undead, there's this smite business we have to deal with. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The second level smite, which I believe, based on the way this is working, was max dice plus a roll. Mm-hmm. Gross. Uh, I'm going to just check how many dice that is. Divine Sense, Divine Smite. Damage is 2d8 for a first level spell slot, plus 1d8, so it's 3d8, and by another d8 if it is undead or a fiend. So, 4d8 is 32, plus 2d6 is 12, which is 44. 44 automatic damage. Plus the roll, right? I guess. I guess that is what... (laughs) That is the framework that I've put in place for myself. 65 plus 8 is 73, plus my actual strength bonus of 6 is 79 points of magical slashing damage. My brain hurts. Do you get, like, a bonus if you kill a thing with it? I do. Okay, good, yeah. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) Okay, well, that was a lot. <laughs> you nearly cleft the skeleton in twain. It's still alive? It's still Wayne, not twain. With, with 79, it's still mildly upright? Uh-huh, yes. Gross. I mean, this isn't just like, you know, a CR one-half skeleton. These are fucking, these are undead warlock. Yeah, great. Uh, after after the first strike goes in, the like the first strike misses. The second strike comes back, hits, pops a huge burst of divine energy. When I crit, I can use my bonus action through Great Weapon Master to attack again with my Great Weapon. So I've got a third attack coming. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah. But I Thaddeus just before he attacks, sees he's still alive. He goes. Oh hell yeah! And comes up over the top with both hands down as he's like trying to chop an onion in half. Gross. Twenty-five to hit. Twenty-five does hit. Uh, there will be a first-level smite involved in that. Uh, so that's three d eight because he's undead and two d six. is another 32 points of magical slashing damage. Some of it is radiant, but I forgot that last time. Okay, weirdly not vulnerable to radiant, but okay. Yeah, the, I, there's yeah. I, very few things that are vulnerable to radiant. Okay, that is enough to destroy this, this undead warlock. And right. it just... Magic number's 101. <laughs> No, no, that was more than 101. Really? 32 plus 79? 
Oh, it's 111. Yeah, it's 111. Yeah. By one hit point, is it, it is enough. <laughs> Gross! <laughs> I do not like that. So the other two, seeing this happen and seeing that you may be coming to an agreement with these this other group, uh, they will now turn invisible. Thaddeus shouts to the ether, Yeah, you better run! We can at this point um, exit initiative unless you're really, really keen on running after some invisible enemies and trying to track them down. Up to you! Sorry, what was that? Uh, we can try and run down the invisible enemies if we want. I if was... not, we can leave initiative. I'm cool to make new friends. Hmm. Shit. Damn, I didn't even get to use his other spells. Dimension Door, which was he was going to use if he lived. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry I broke your toy, Tim. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's a good thing about undead is there's always more of them. Um, oh, God. Yeah. You can rebuild them. You have the technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, at this point, they you can hear some murmuring. You can hear some footsteps receding like out of the canyon you know the undead who are you know doing a tactical withdrawal and the murmuring is that wow that one was that holy energy could what they say be true let's discuss um okay so yeah we'll end initiative and after another few moments of uneasy silence the globe of invulnerability disappears and two figures from further down the canyon emerge a little hesitantly, but they come within about 45 feet of you. Their weapons are still drawn, but they are just kind of saying that they want to keep that distance, but then, you know, we'll parlay. A sword goes tipped down into the earth and then it stands upright on its own as Thaddeus kind of just adjusts his greaves or whatever. So they're all on the, the the main level of the canyon, or are they still above? Well, you know that there's some some more above, at least one, uh, but there's two on the main level. I think I, as a spider, keep going up to the top, but as soon as I got to the top, turn back into my form. You see, you see one, the one that shot at Gutterbird. Uh, she has a a met, like an enchanted bow. It looks like. Uh, and she eyes you with curious hesitancy. So I guess the com- most of the conversation will be happening on, on the ground. The two that are there will ask, what brings you into this remote area of the Twilight Scape? Uh, Thaddeus just kind of looks up the canyon and goes, uh, Chai, you're best to handle these questions. The one I'm up with is kind of like, I'm getting the impression is not in charge in this conversation. No. Or in this group, so that's someone who's down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, man, I just got up here. <laughs> <sighs> Can I... <sighs> is there an easy way for me to get down? I'd rather not, like, yell from the top of the canyon. And it was, you said, 80 feet away? I mean, it, okay, so if you're, like, just kind of, like, looking back down over and Thaddeus calls up to you, this Eladrin is going to, like, sling her bow over her shoulder and she adjusts a ring on her hand and then she just says, okay, 
let's rejoin the others. And she like very slowly like holds out her hand to you. Touch hands. Yeah, fine. Okay. So she grabs you and pulls and jumps off. And oh, no. and you you float down very slowly uh, with her ring of featherfall protecting you from any damage and you touch the ground very lightly. I will on purpose make a three-point landing. Okay, yeah. So, what's your purpose? Do I, I'm assuming I don't recognize any of these people. No, you don't. And they're not visibly wearing any symbols of the queen of the the Shadow Queen, the Great Queen. They are not. I'll look around the group and I'll base. I'll I'll say. Is there a faint smell of pesto? Yeah. I don't get it. Basil. Basil. Oh, I see. I'm gonna look at them, and I'll be like, "We are making our way through this hellish land to combat a great evil." I'm also looking for my personal mentor, Basil. I believe he can help us in this fight. So one of them, who introduces himself as Lathan, says, yes, we know the one of which you speak. He passed by this, through this canyon, some time ago. Does that, that name doesn't ring a bell, eh? No, no, it doesn't. So what evil do you hope to vanquish here? This place, this place holds on to it desperately. Do you stand with the Grey Queen? We are not in her service, but we acknowledge her and respect her. We all follow the warden of this place. We come here fighting an evil that plagues all planes. It seeks to devour, and it seeks to convert all to its own will. And where is this? We don't exactly know. We have a guess that this creature is in some form of communication with the with the queen. Then you should speak to her. Is she around here? Not far, but this is a dangerous place, and the best thing to do now would be to visit the shrine. The shrine of whom? The shrine of Avalira, of course. Is that ringing any bells for your homeboy? The Shrine of Avalir, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, is that ringing any bells for, for me or that? You are welcome to make a history or religion check. Ah, history. Eleven. No, 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 nineteen with history. Okay, alright, so... Thaddeus, in a rare moment of clarity... Going back to his uh, undergrad days. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) The intelligence bonus is zero. Okay. I'm not (laughs) dumb. I'm average. (laughs) Just not thinking about pancakes at the moment. Or shawarma. He recalls, like, a very small tidbit of information that Avalir is, like, this very, very obscure god of protection. Um, and god of warding specifically of like you know warding against evil things Uh, but it's it's like you know he read it once in a history book or heard it told secondhand. like there's there's never been like any known practitioners it's like it was basically a myth or a story about an old god that no one could really verify the existence of 
Thaddeus is caught between complete trust and thinking they're bullshitting him because of that. Thaddeus kind of, it's literally like they say that and you can see that Thaddeus has a moment of recognition and then you literally watch the gears turning in his head as he's making a decision on this and he just goes, that sounds all right. I say we go. I think Child just look at Thaddeus and kind of give like a questioning head nod. But if he says yes... Thaddeus picks up the sword out of the dirt and sheathes it. Where is the shrine? And where was Basil heading? So Lathan says, Your friend? Towards the queen. The purpose we know not. There have been a few from the courts who've come through here. Of late. For reasons we do not know. A few? Who else? One we saw at a distance. Had the look of royalty. Male or female? Had the bearing of a... Impetuous warrior type. That's all I can say. The shrine, though, will take us some time to get to. So, here's a decision that you have to make. The shrine will cause you a significant delay to the point where the Aladrin clock is going to fill up by one, which would take you to four of six. If you want to know more about the significance of the shrine, you can certainly discuss and then decide whether or not you want to do that. Uh, Thaddeus will turn to whoever's in charge and go, now, as a most humble human of the material plane, Avalir is a god worshipped in antiquity in our world what is the true benefit to us of going to the shrine we are on a ticking clock the journey would be for your benefit if you were to fall here if Avalir deems you worthy and just then she would not keep you here but things evil that come here and perish are kept here Avalir keeps them here so that they don't go elsewhere. This place is a prison for dark things. And so if there's darkness in your hearts and you fall here, you risk becoming... And they kind of like motion the way that like the skeletons went. I have a couple of assumptions I would like clarified. When you refer to the warden of this area. Are you referring to Avalir or the Grey Queen? Yeah, so the, the Warden was a reference to, to the deity. Royalty still capstoning at a negative in my mind. So the Grey Queen is tormented by an evil that she contends with. <laughs> that is, turns to Chang goes, alright, fine, it's probably an evil rock. <laughs> uh, and as he says that there is a quick eye glance over to Gutterbird and back a stop uh, a pause a turn and says I we need to have a conversation but that will happen once I have possibly found another undead warlock to smite the shit out of <laughs> how long have you been in these lands Lathan shrugs and he says Ten years? A hundred? It's difficult to tell. But you came from outside of them. 
Yes? Yes. The rest of the group? So we've come from many places, far reaches of the Feywild. And what brought you here? Avalier's calling. We seek to do good by ensuring that evil things that come in here die here. Which is why we singled out your friend. He has a fingerprint of evil on him. Well, he does bear that mark presently. I feel as though he actually might be with you. Been cursed with this mark. Manipulated to bear it. The burden of its weight. Our goal is to undo that. He might be of these lands. Decision time. Shrine or no shrine? Thaddeus voice left behind. Yo, what do you want to do? I had a couple more questions for the gla- for the for the Glavin. For the Glavin. <laughs> I was about to say Grey Eladrin, but they're not, so I stopped, and then I came out as the Glavin. They mentioned that the Queen was like burdened by another evil, so maybe this is an unwanted partnership, and she's also being forced. So that is worth investigating. Uh, I do have serious concerns about Gutterbird's soul. Just throwing that out there. So I don't like that that puts us at a delay. I don't think it would be a bad idea. I don't like the possible scenarios that brings, but it's not my soul. So I I think GB needs to make that call. Let's go. Let's do it. To the shrine? Let's do it then. I want to make sure everybody, well, I guess it's only me that is my that's is being questioned, but I want to make sure that we we put in our time with anybody that can help us. I think okay, so if that like uh, let's reckon that we were mildly invoiced for that. I think with this, if him if him expressing that he wants to prove that he's not evil, I think Chai will put her hand on his shoulder and be like Further proof that this, and I'll just gesture to like the general warlockness of like that this isn't you, and I'll like tap him in the center of his chest. It's like you are in there, and this will just solidify that. I have no doubt. And then I'll go back. I'll turn back to the Aladrins. Like we'd like to go to the shrine. So as we're walking away, like. In my head, there's just like, it's like the stationary camera and we're going into the distance kind of vibe. And you just hear Thaddeus go, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> About what? Like, that, Thaddeus has been given like the silent treatment for the past. Oh, oh God, like, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm just disappointed, you know, like. <laughs> Wait, disappointed that he didn't get to smite more? Know that GB uh, has well, a secret, we, but yeah, it's a multi-layered thing that uh. we were that there was a uh, a hidden agenda. You know, it's not like Thaddeus has ever had to deal with those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're leading us to the shrine, correct? Yeah, they're gonna go with you. Okay, so then on that way, I would like to. Ask them a little bit more about this new evil that's been plaguing the queen. 
a new evil. They just said that she contends with, with an evil. I don't think they said it was new. If they have no further insight into like a new evil, um, then I'll be like, so this other royal that you happen to see, did he look? And then I'll like describe Thane a hundred, like as detailed as humanly possible. Like, did he look like that? They say uh, it was hardly more than a glance, but it could be. Let's make it to the shrine as quickly as we can. And then we will stand before the queen and she will be able to answer more of your questions. Whoa, the, wait, hold one sec. The, uh, the queen is at the shrine? No, queen's not at the shrine. Oh, sorry. Just clarifying. When you said stand before the queen and we're almost at the shrine, I thought they were the same place. Just checking. Yes, they say, yes, the shrine, the shrine will be a, a shield to your immortal soul if the worst should happen. This is more a DM question. I don't recall Thane saying he had come into this place, right? Like, he had said he wanted to go and prove himself, but he had never told me that he came in here, right? Correct. He had not mentioned mm. anything about that. Yeah. All right. The plot. It's sickening. As one answer is given, more questions rise up. Like a hydra of uncertainty. <laughs> <laughs> 